Well, everybody, welcome to the Rat Tribe podcast. I'm with uh, David and Afi, as usual. Hello. How are you doing? I don't Not too bad. You. Thumbs up, then. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, good. I have a lot of hand I'm good. I'm just a bit, um, a bit, a bit bored. I've been watching a lot, listening to a lot, and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. this week. I've been listening to a lot. I've been listening to um, there's a band from um, a chap that is was in a band called the Autopsy Boys. Uh, right. from Leeds. <coughs> they're they were really good. Um, my mate uh, showed me at work actually the songs. I think Crushing on Cynthia Leach was the song he showed me. Mm. It's two women, I think going at it and they just start like ripping each other's skin off and like the video is really good video <laughs> that doesn't like a youth yeah <laughs> but he started a new band called Distracks, which is d-i-s-s-t-r-a-x-x okay it's like it's like modern sort of punk but it's really really aggressive really really good um but yeah definitely check them out there from leeds and well, our, friend, our friend richard blenkinsop as well wow he's been Wait a minute, his first name's arthur no, Richard. I think you said Arthur. Richard Blankenstein. No. What did you say? My friend. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. He's uh, he's got a company called the Song Service, yeah, and he, uh, he helps people write songs and stuff. And uh, he's, I think he's bringing out an album or a song. And I listened to a little clip of it. Uh, it's very. I know he's a big fan of Elliot Smith and um, Noel Gallagher, and it's that sort of sound. Mm, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm interested to listen to it actually because I've never really listened to him. Um, as a solo artist, yeah, as a solo. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And a few other ones I've listened to. Um, well, I've been following that Kim Janet. Do you remember that band we played with? It was like a blues rock band. And oh was, yeah, I remember. Yeah, she's gone yeah. on Voice, I think. Oh, is she? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure she'll do well because she she a really good singer. She has. Yeah, got like a powerful voice. Yeah, powerful rock voice. And I've been watching. Uh, I used to work with Chris Martin. Of Coldplay? Um, not of Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he does like jazz um, music, but he plays every single instrument and yeah. then sends it all to a woman in Australia and she sings on it. And it's, wow. called, and it's called Stencil Jazz because it's like all in black and white. Okay. And, it, and I think it's a husband or, or someone over in Australia and he puts it together called uh, called the Sonny Michael Show. Okay. Like a collection of artists and stuff like doing songs and doing bits of skits and stuff like that. Okay. And they've, they've had a few shows on, so they're interesting. Oh, nice. And the Soap Girls, I listened to them the other day. So, I don't think I've heard of them. That, they dress up off it's not done that and do punk rock <laughs> and stuff. Oh, yes, I have heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> now you say that. We <laughs> had a song called Bloody Hands on one of this songs, a really, really good song, because I've not really listened to them. And, uh, yeah. What, what kind of what kind of music are they? I've, I've heard of them. Like I've seen a picture of them on Facebook. And I thought, oh, that looks nice. <laughs> so I've like, actually heard them. It's like I suppose like it's punky, I guess, but it's also like a bit like Courtney Love and stuff. Okay. Um, a bit like that. Um, but yeah, they're the sorts of people I've been listening to that aren't signed. Yeah. The ones that are, I think he's signed is S3RL, which is like hardcore dance gaming music. <laughs> So good. It's yeah, the, it's proper. Like you're driving your car, and it's yeah, like yeah. you can't, you don't, you forgot that you're driving like 100 miles an hour sort of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. proper. I listen to it on way to work. That stuff is good for running as well. I love listening to that when I'm running. It's amazing. It yeah. just like proper pumps you up. So. And they were listening to. Oh, do you know Jeff? He's into country and stuff, isn't he? Oh God, yeah. There's a guy <laughs> I've been listening to called Ryan Bingham. Oh 
right. I don't know if you've heard of him. His song was on a film called Crazy Hearts with Jeff Bridges. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I have heard it. And he, he plays like a washed up sort of country artist. That's right. And there's a song called Fury <laughs> Kind on it, and it's so, so good. Really pressing <laughs> country, drinking yourself to death music. I think that's what Jeff's saving for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still think I'm not big into country, but I still think my favourite country, I guess you could call it a song, is the um, song you bought on boys from Old Brother Were Out Thou. Do you remember that film? The one with George Clooney in it. I guess it was bluegrass. Yeah, it was bluegrass. But I guess it's like kind of country. It's it's the most country I'll ever go is bluegrass. Is it a good film? It's a good film. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah. Let's check it out. Was it Coen Brothers or? Yeah. 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 Other that, the only other, other, I've been listening to Chelsea Wolf. Have you listened oh, yeah, to Chelsea Wolf? Yeah. I've been listening to her since she was in a band called Red Host in like MySpace days, and uh, she's she's like a sort of witchy sounding thing. Mm. And, uh, yeah, she's really good. The Antlers. Someone someone put um, a meme up. And it's always like taking the mick out of bands that like emo kids like. <laughs> and up and then, like that's that that's like, like an easy target. Yeah, <laughs> it's called Kettering, I think, the album. Or oh, no, the Hospice it's called. Hospice. hospice. Wow. And it's just about like someone dying of cancer, the whole album. It's, it's, yeah. inc- it's like that... Um, the okay, okay, take- we'll back to that again. Oh. Honestly, <laughs> listen, listen to that album, Hospice. There's a song called Kettering on it, and it was used on loads and loads of series in like the early 2000s, middle 2000s. And it's so depressing. Like I lost, I lost a mate to cancer. Like well, we lost a mate to cancer after. Um, yeah. Like when we were younger, and like that album is just like, oh god, you know, yeah. proper. And the breeders, and that's about it, really. The breeders, wow. Sounds like a whole week. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like I said, I think I, I, smashing it this week. So. Yeah, I think I need to be a bit more productive with my music listening. I've just been. I, I kind of browsed the first five songs in my Discover playlist and like, well, that's enough of that. I've not I've not really been listening to music much recently. I guess I, I should get back into it again, I think. But yeah. I've been listening to tons of it. It's mm. just that... It's too much that, of it. No, it's not that. It's like I go down the, like, depending on what mood, and I think I've mentioned it before, depending on what mood I'm in, I'll fold down like this rabbit hole on YouTube or Spotify, chasing, and mm. then I'll add them to a playlist. And it's almost like I don't care who's doing Who it is, yeah. It's yeah. just, and I don't learn the names or anything. It's just, yeah. I know it exists. I'm kind it. of like that, because my music taste is very wide, but it's also very shallow. Like, I'll only like one or two songs of a certain band. Uh, even if you get two songs and you're quite lucky for me, I generally like one song and that's it. Um, like, I listen to the album, like, the rest of the album's just shite, so... That's the problem, though, it's like... There are so many artists that have great songs but poor albums. Yeah, yeah. Like that so, album, there's not a bad song on it. Like you mm. can listen all the way through and like no problem. But like I know what you mean. Like I'll find an artist and I'll listen to one or two two tunes. I think that's a really good song. That like, yeah. album is just sort of I don't know. It's like it's, been a, it's been a while since I've liked an entire album. Like I think to be honest, the last time I remember is probably Chili Peppers. It's, it's that long ago. It's not. It's been so long since I liked a full album of yeah. music from from a band. Which album? So, um, probably Blizzard Sex Magic was like the uh, that, maybe. That's the last good one. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, like every single song on that album is brilliant. Get out. Every single song on that. <laughs> <laughs> every single song on that album is brilliant. Um, and that was the last album I remember where it just every single song was amazing. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I can't remember anything coming close to it, actually. I was talking to someone eventually as well for Christmas, because obviously, you know, I was like the biggest fan in the world. Mm. And um, I think I think it was By The Way came out, and that was the first, one of the first albums I bought, sort of thing. Yeah. I was just obsessed, and then I went back into all the old stuff from Red Hot Chili Peppers, Freaky Style, Upwards, and all that sort of thing. Mm. Every sing- I know every single song by off by heart, because that's all I listened to for like a year. Yeah, yeah, same. But the last one I bothered with was Stadium Arcadium, I think. I think that was when John left, though, weren't it? So- yes, it was, yeah. I remember buying that and listening to that a lot in college, and I, I think I just listened to it because I had it, because it ba- that was back in the CD days, when you kind of had to listen to music that you bought. Yeah. Um, and there were, there were one or two songs I liked on it, but it was like, what? 30, 40 songs or something, 50 songs, and it was just it was so much filler. Yeah. So much filler. Like fucking Animal Bar. What a shit song that was. Where's the fun? Yeah, yeah. There was, there was, there was, there was Sugar Sex Magic. It's like the funk dropped up. There was Humpty Bump, and that was it. That was the only funky song on it. And then the rest of it was just like Sad Boy, we're old now, and let's let's play pop songs because that's what everyone likes. If you, if you listen to um, John Fashanti's solo albums, though, like in particular um shadows collide with people and mm. the imprarium and um there's a few a will to death and, and a lot of them you listen to them and you can see where the the, the chili peppers have gone yeah and because he, like they're just depressing as fuck like but they're really, yeah. really well written songs but yeah as fuck. they're not fun yeah no so, oh, it's... But, i mean things have to change don't they i mean just doing the same yeah. thing must be soul destroying as well but... yeah true but improve yeah. rather than. You know, I think it's 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 not a case of them experimenting. No, I think it's just a case of them going for what's popular. Mm. They know what's popular, and they just kind of well, let's go this way. Then, um, for me, I don't think it's a case of them experimenting too much, which is why I don't like it as much. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It sounds like it's like they depend on harmonies as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because the songs are the songs are quite formulaic now. They're not, the songs were more experimental back in the day. They've just become more and more formulaic to me. So, um, and it's like nice that fans of that ilk. Because you like Incubus, didn't you? and stuff like that. Yeah, I, can't, I, I never got massively into them um, as much as Chili's. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. Yeah, I like Incubus. I like Rage Against the Machine. That kind of nineties uh, rock sound, uh, like kind of funky rock sound. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, no, I was never into anything as massively as Chili's. Did you, did oh, maybe like, Muse. You like Larry Graham and stuff like that, though, didn't you? Like the funk. Yeah, I was. I was. I did go into kind of a proper solid funk phase. Yeah. Um, but I've kind of, I'm, I've gone into much more of an electro phase now. So that was a bit of a fad, to be honest, yeah. for me. Just I like exploring. That. Mm. A lot of like one-off, like saying that, like James Brown. I listened to a lot of James Brown. Yeah. Um, but like Larry Graham, I liked one or two when you sent me. I think there's an album called um, I can't Busting Out or something like that. It's just absolutely yeah. album. really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other tunes mm. to listen to? Or is that it? Me, that's it, really, yeah. Um, I've been playing a game this week. Okay. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Do you right. remember Theme Hospital? Yes. I never played it, but I know what it is, yeah. You've remade it and it's called Two Point Hospital. Yes, yeah, Chris tells me about this. Yeah. yeah, he told me about it years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait until it drops in price and it was like 18 <laughs> get it. Yeah. That's all I've done. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, what do you do? I don't know what it is. You make your own hospital, but oh. like people, and it's not like people come in for cancer and stuff like that. They come in for like 
they've, they've come in because they're um, they're Freddie Mercury. So you've got to send a psychiatrist to try and rock on it. Or the head is inflated, so you've got to pop it and inflate it back up. Just stupid stuff like that. And like, if they die, they turn into ghosts and your janitor has to get his bloody Ghostbuster finger. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, I, was, I, was, I was never into like sim games. I've never managed to get into games that don't have a clear end objective yeah. for me. Um, well, I guess... This one does though, because you've got to you beat the hospital, and then you've got to go to the next hospital, and it's harder. And then there's like right. earthquakes, and there's okay. like uh, plagues and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, hmm. sounds relevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I kind of if it's not competitive, I kind of like games that have more of a narrative structure to them. Yeah. And if it's just kind of like just grindy and doing tasks, and I, I mean, I get the appeal of them, like the the farm simulators and the, what is it, uh, Animal Crossing and that. I, I get why people like them, because, and like Minecraft, I guess, people like building and creating stuff. Um, but yeah, I've never really got into them, like sandboxy types Did games. The Last of Us, The Last of Us 2. Never had a PlayStation. Well, I had a PlayStation 1, but I didn't have any of these, so. I think you'd love them games. Yeah. I've, I watched PewDiePie playing it a bit, um, and it looked, yeah, it does look pretty good. So if I had a PlayStation, I probably would have got it. I think they're, like they're the best story games I've played since Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Really, really good. But it's, it's like third-person zombie shooting, though. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you been gaming at all, lads? Or? No. Nah, not really. I've been drawing like a motherfucker. Yeah. Drawing. I have to keep up with Johnny now. He's like <laughs> turning around like... 20 a second. <laughs> I put a note then, just I wanted to touch on that because Johnny's obviously a guest we've had on and the whole reason we're trying to like get creatives on the show is because we want to help them progress. So tell tell everyone what you've been doing with Johnny. Well he's been doing these joke things and uh, I've been like he'd put them up but it'd be like him holding the paper and it'd be like you don't get the full effect, you know, like it's all shadows down one side. So all the photographs are all like, let's say, terrible. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I said to him, well, you should make a book of these. Because like, you, you look at other people and they've, they've done similar things, but they're not as funny. Yeah. They're successful. And like, you can self-publish now. And then maybe if it becomes popular, you know, like go to an actual publisher, like an art one. So I've been taking photographs and for, formatting them for him and yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot better, but like he brought me 30 the first time and he's like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to cram as much as I can in this week and then he must have, he keeps sending them, he must have done like 200 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Posting some of them though, and like the quotes have had me in stitches a few times. Like, here's a bottle, this is my bottle, fuck off you capitalist fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> just really like, it's such a mighty bushy, but like political as well, it's it's, it's a funny guy. What? Yeah, it's good, but yeah, he's, uh, he's got a bunch more for me to put right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, a production line. But yeah, I mean, that's all part of what we're doing. It's like, if we get people on and we need help, or they, there's an area that they can't do, that, and we know somebody that knows how to do that stuff, that's that's what we do. Because yeah. let's face it, 
the government seems to be wanting to kill off creativity. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed what they've done? Like, there was a, this freedom of movement thing through Europe if you're a band. So, like, uh, you can get a work permit, we are, to fill out all the forms if you're performing in England. And it was the same vice versa. And uh, the European Union said, well, can we keep this going? Because at least, you know, like, it's, it's mutually beneficial. And Pretty Patel's like, no. I don't know. They have to pay and then try and make money while they're here and fill up probably forms this thick. Mm -hmm. And like anyone that's in a band knows it's an absolute slog as it is already. Yeah. So, like you say, where does it go from here? <laughs> you can't make money because there's like your Spotify, you don't get paid. People don't buy CDs anymore, really. No. Not select few. Even some people still buy vinyl. I guess. Yeah, that's coming back a bit, isn't it? I don't a think it'll be enough to keep you going on a proper scale. No. Merch, I suppose you could do that. Some people buy merch if they like you, but I mean, venues don't pay amazingly. What's no. your What's your opinion on people who buy vinyls in this day and age? Um, I, I did it. Uh, How did you? When I was at Reedy's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll beep it out. <laughs> yeah. When I was there, um, yeah. I bought a lot of vinyl. Um, but when I lost my job and uh, Lauren lost her job, I had to sell it all. And I sold it from like pennies, like nothing, uh, to a record shop. Um, I think I only got 100 quid and I, and I had a lot. I had you know, a lot of vinyl. I had all the Bjork stuff. I had... Um, Chelsea Wolves, all colour vinyls and stuff and all sorts. I, I had loads of albums and, and yeah, I had to sell it all. Um, I, I quite enjoyed sitting down and listening to it. Um, you yeah. have to put, it's like you have to put time aside in your day for yeah. it. It's, it's like it's like an experience, isn't it? It's like, I mean, I, I think, you know, like, I like things instant, instant for me. Like, yeah. I like to plug my headphones in or connected to a speaker and I'll, got it there I don't have to faff about but the experience of having an album we've got like wonderful artwork on the front and you know like it, it's got a tangibility to it I think that's a lot of things now it's like there's no tangibility to it yeah. including things like uh, photography and what have you you know it's, it feels throwaway now yeah I think I think the thing is as well um, like Sorry, my child's screaming to death. <laughs> um, Is that a demon in the background? <laughs> I think he's just woke up. So. Yeah. Um, Not even his kid. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing is to it as well is like, like say, you have to put time aside in your day. I don't have that time anymore. I used to, um, where I could just sit and, and just listen. Like, I just made a, make a brew, sit down, have the headphones on. Now, I'm generally listening to music when I'm doing something because I'm that busy with work, with whatever, you know, I just, I can't put that uh, time aside and like I say the artwork as well is like, I bought a Lindemann album and the, the artwork is gorgeous and, you, and I wouldn't have seen that if it wasn't for buying the album because you can't see it anywhere else same with a Marilyn Manson album The Pale Emperor he has this like um, they were, it was such a good idea they were like artwork um, prints of photography but the paper was like bumpy mm. it was gorgeous it was just like proper attention to detail and care and stuff and like you said, Afi, when you're listening to music now, you'll listen to one or two, two sh songs and you'll go through the album. 
and you'll just toss it aside and not, not listen to it again. Yeah. When you've got an album, you do tend to listen through them, especially on vinyl. Skip it, mm-hmm. and sometimes the songs you wouldn't usually listen to grow on you, which yeah. we're not giving chance to anymore. Yeah. There's certain bands I would I wouldn't listen to when I was much younger. I wouldn't listen to the Smiths. I wouldn't listen to Björk. I couldn't get into it at all. Mm-hmm. Then I like forced myself to listen to it, and now they're some of my favorite people to listen to. Yeah, yeah, I got what you mean. Approach to listening. You, sometimes yeah. it's not easy. You have to put the effort in. Yeah. It, it does. It does sound. There is like a different colour temperature almost to the sound, if you could say it that way. Uh, yeah. It does sound like warmer on yeah. vinyl than it does. Um, I think my problem is I don't really listen to that kind of music. Yeah. Like I, I was telling you, my, my musical taste is kind of monkey brain at the minute. I kind of just like like heavy electronic music, so it yeah. wouldn't really suit vinyl. No, no, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I, I get, I get it. Do, do you think um, it, there's any merit to calling people who have vinyls pretentious, or is it? Is that no. like unfounded? No. It's a different experience. Maybe that's what has to happen with music. Something else has to come along that makes music immersible now, rather than <laughs> just what it is. Um, like we were talking about the experience of looking at the vinyl and you know, like and people people collected. That's mm. another thing. People look like I, I've got friends who still collect vast amounts yeah final, you know uh like an obsession like people with stamps or yeah stamps. yeah star wars figures or whatever the hell mm. uh it's it's an obsession and maybe maybe because it's a new time and it's a new place maybe something has to change in music the way you experience it as well i mean it's it's horrible the music should stand alone by itself really yeah but if, if people like listening to it and now they've been restricted on being able to play outside uh, and be able to tour, then maybe, maybe yes, I think it's fucking terrible, but maybe it's a time to really think outside the box and invent something. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the only, like I say, because it used to be a thing where you'd come home, you'd buy a record, you've spent your money on it, you usually can't buy more than one or two or three records a week because you don't get paid that much. You mm. put your record on, you sit down and you listen to the record. Even with CDs, like you used to do that. I know you could skip them and stuff, but with records and, and CDs, like you, you sit down and yeah. like, give it your full attention. That isn't what we do anymore. Yeah, That's not going to change. That's yeah. just stop. So it's... it's even, the, even the idea of video as well, it's like... In, in ye olden days, you had things like MTV and, you know, things that showed, I know they paid like tons of money for it and record companies and you have to, I, th- I believe bands had to pay for their own videos and whatever, yeah, yeah. but they did reach an audience uh, by being on this platform. I do think the idea of paying the music videos for a one-off thing is, you know, ridiculous, but I don't know. Maybe something like a modern version of that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think we were. I was watching that um, Frank Zappa doc, and he was yeah. working out at the time. Um, obviously, it's, it's just a different time now. And what he was saying was true at that time. Yeah. And but now it's it's just I don't know. Things have moved on, and like I say, you have to have all these things to to be listened to. Well, that 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 I sent you. Yeah. 
at the t- what was it like 1988? Yeah, I think so. So you've got albums are at the peak. Yeah. Sing- there's a singles chart, so people are buying records off the singles chart. Yeah. You've got um, MTV in full swing, mm. uh, and then you've got Top of the Pops. Music's being blasted at you from all angles, and it was a golden time for um, radio as well. People yeah. Still into radio. They still do in America, like there's really good um, radio stations. They don't have to stick to playlists and whatever. Yeah. Um, which are run by like Henry Rollins and, you know, people from Chili Peppers and all sorts. Yeah. Jonesy's, Jonesy's got his own show from Sex Pistols, you know. But they don't do it here. It's all playlists and it's all set playlists, what they think is popular for the kids or the older people that listen to classical yeah you know i like both but i i I want to have more variety Mm. Mm. and so then you're left with spotify which is throwaway and they don't pay the artists anyway (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i struggle like when people um sort of suggest stuff for me i i I feel like i i think i'll talk we were talking to corey about this and um i think it was corey no, it was Jake. I think it was Jake. First uh, pilot episode we did, and he likes to find things for himself. And sometimes you, you feel like it's being pushed on you. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I like to find things for myself. That's why I, I sort of like watching a lot of documentaries and stuff because I find the story interesting. So then it sort of makes me connect to them. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's some, There's some very- kind of weird psychology behind it because yeah. um, I, I do it a lot. I send music to one of our friends chris uh, a lot uh, and he just never listens to it just ignores it and then like a year later he'll be like oh have you heard this song i'm like yeah i fucking sent it to you a year ago you idiot <laughs> yeah. and then I, I do the same thing if somebody sends me a song i'll be like i listen to it I'm like man whatever and i'll listen to it again on my own and i'm like oh my god it's actually quite good actually well so this- on that subject i was talking to richard blankensop um when we first started at that place that i can't name for the legal regions yeah um that was how many years ago uh more than 10 years ago maybe mm. and he says oh i listen to this guy called elliot smith i'm like yeah right and he says oh yeah he stabbed himself in the heart twice with a knife <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah. he sent me a song i'm like i don't care yeah and like a few years ago i was watching goodwill hunting and yeah. a few of his songs were put in there and uh like, who's that i like him so i watched yeah. the on him and i'm obsessed with him I'm, yeah i love elliot smith i think he's brilliant i watched the documentary again uh re-watched it uh, this mm. week and uh, it was fantastic. He just went through his like life because he was in bands to start with and all that sort of thing. And it was completely different to what he did eventually. And he almost like whispers as he sings. Mm. It's really like it's kind. Of, it's kind of like a, a people's music. Yeah. You know, like it's it it, it doesn't really. It sings to the the humanity rather than stylistics. Yeah. Um, like I'm in this show, so I'm appealing to this kind of person. But it, it, his music kind of appeals to the everyman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been listening to him for years, I, and I, I've only just been getting back into him. Because really. yeah. I heard him on uh, Rick and Morty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which... I'm like, oh shit, I've not heard that for ages. I think it was Between the Bars they used. Yeah, it was. Yeah. My favourite song. So like, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. That's 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 that sort of music that just like I've listened to that when I've been in just the worst times of my life, and it's like not that it 
helps, but it sort of doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't away because you're like, I don't know, just. That's what I mean. It speaks to everyone. Mm. Like, if you listen to the words and whatever, the music itself's really good. But it's the words, really. It's like poetry. Yeah, yeah, and just the way he delivers it is like it's uh, vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. It's human frailty. And yeah. Then obviously, he displayed that himself. Yeah, I think just. I think it's probably the most vulnerable sort of music I've listened to in that, like, say, frail. It's just so minimally and, like, oh, even live. <laughs> I listen to it, it's just like, I think I've listened to one. I've listened to it live, and some guy pipes up, he's like, get a backbone to him. Like, <laughs> Why would you be there? <laughs> so probably got dragged Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, I in fairness, that is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, films. Mm. What have you been watching? Have you I watched the Tenet last night? Did you? Yeah. I've heard it's crap, or just not as good as it's the others. Trying to be too many things. I, I understand that they're using like quantum theory, like superposition, all time yeah. at the same time. You know, like uh, multiverse ideas, but it it could have been so much more. Yeah. It's like it's like he's trying to make it something that it doesn't need to be because of the way he's done it, not because of the idea. Mm. So if you have well, the actually, ideas, I, I, you can make it. Really it. Well, I know I know very little about it. I know it's some kind of like time, like. There's something to do with time travel or something like that, or it's, 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 it's jumping on the quantum bandwagon that's going around. Right. Yeah. Um, I think he's just trying to be too. He's trying to be clever for the sake of being clever now. That's I what I mean. Kind of, an action it's kind of, film, and it's yeah. not a great action film. Yeah. It's an action film, but they've kind of like, oh, I've I've just watched like six videos on quantum theory on YouTube. Yeah. Let's put that on it, and then. Like, I think you're missing the point. Yeah, I think, I, I think he's really overrated, Nolan. I, th I think they really are. I, th I think um, Memento was a good film. Inception. It was. A, I didn't like Inception. Dog like shit. It. Dog shit. Yeah, I, I, I thought like, it was crap. Everyone was raving about it. I'm like, yeah, same. This, this no. Memento was a good film, and oh, that's it. I don't like any of his other films. Is that Christian Bale, Memento? Uh, no. No, um, brilliant guy. Um, <laughs> Let's see. It was in Neighbours. Oh, like, tattoos all over himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good film. That one, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was his first one. The Batman trilogy. Uh, I, I didn't like the Batman trilogy at all. No? I like the first one. That, that was interesting, but the ones after. I, I went to watch the second one at the cinema more times than I've ever watched, went to watch a film in my life. I went four times. I've never Batman done that. Yeah. I just like, I, I loved Heath Ledger. I watched everything with Heath Ledger and think it was. Mm. Um, well, it was. But, uh, I did, did you? Things I heard about you. That's good. Yeah, brilliant film. <laughs> I must have watched that maybe a hundred times. I, I, honestly, proper love that film as a kid. Brilliant. But, uh, which um, which which Joker did you prefer? Did you prefer the Heath Ledger one or the new one? The new one. The uh, what's his face? I forgot his name. Leto. Uh, no, not Leto. Oh, oh. Guy with the the hair lip. Oh, uh, Wacky. Uh, Wacky, yeah, Wacky, Wacky Phoenix, Phoenix. yeah. Uh, that I, guy I, doing that is fucking bonkers. <laughs> I really enjoyed Joker. I, enjoy, I really enjoyed Joker. Um, mm -hmm. 
I still preferred Heath Ledger. Yeah. Uh, but I really did enjoy Joaquin, and I will watch the next one because I think he's I, asked for loads of money for it in it. So yeah, I like Heath Ledger, but I think I, I preferred Joaquin. I think, yeah, I think a, lot people do. a lot of people do. Yeah, it just there's, seemed really. There's a scene with Heath Ledger where he's hanging out at the back or the side of the police, police car. car. Yeah, it's just when I watched that, it was just iconic. That there's a guy absolutely mental taking over the city, <laughs> hanging out of a police car. It just I don't know. It just that stuck in my head. I thought that scene for, was for me. He just seemed a bit too cartoony for me, the Ledger character. Because they're two different actors. They are two, yeah. Directors, two different acting styles. The new one's a completely different take. It's, it's mm. more about nuance and Cause uh, human human craziness. Condition, yeah. Because like the Heath Ledger one, he seemed like he, he seemed way too out there, way too cartoony. Whereas the Joaquin Phoenix one, he seemed way more vulnerable. As a person, as a character, like he was, da- you could tell he was damaged uh, yeah. as a person, and that just felt way more real to me. And not just that, you feel it, there's no black and white with it. It's like mm. you feel sorry for him, but you like he'll kill somebody. You'd be like, yeah. But am I supposed to be up for him? Yeah. Am I supposed to be? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, there's no, there's no counter to it either. It's like people are just shit. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, most people are really worried that it would cause a sort of. Uh, yeah. I mean, of, we did see a bit of a clown show in America recently, uh, like, the yeah. past couple of days. So yeah. I mean, it's not too far from the truth there. But I mean, I think maybe you feel that as well, though, because like it's centering on the Joker, whereas Heath Ledger's was it was Batman's film. Yeah, like, yeah, and Batman's in it, so it's going yeah. to be in it. Because right. if, if Batman was in that one, yeah, if Batman was in that one, it'd suddenly become a, a bit. Because like he's bullying a bullying just, a deranged guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, just but, <laughs> with that one. I, I know what you mean because I, I really enjoyed that. I did, and especially the ending uh, where he's on that talk show. That bit is like yeah. just a culmination of of pain. Mm, that he's gone yeah. through, and he's just yeah. like, fuck up! <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, people are comparing it to King of Comedy, but it's a, again, it's a completely different film. It's not like, yeah. Yeah. not like, like you can tell how they've borrowed ideas, but mm. it's not like they've ripped it up. It's like they've mm. gone, okay, we could use that kind of maybe aesthetic in some areas, and maybe this kind of psychology in another area. It, it reminded me a bit of Network. Have you seen that? Yeah. Mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> and, and it, have you seen that? I feel no, I've not seen it. No, it's like yeah. a, I think it's from the 70s or something. This right. this guy on the news um, just basically starts telling his truth, right? And uh, starts like saying, you know, just the the, um, the shit in the world and all that sort of thing. He's just gonna like say it for how it is rather than what he's been told to say, and eventually. Mm-hmm so much momentum and stuff and it's a really good film actually like it's, Jonathan Pye, but... it's what it's jonathan pie but it's... yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, original, the original jonathan pie yeah. yeah yeah yeah
But I watched um, I watched two films this week. I watched um, Marriage Story, and it's uh, Adam Driver who plays Kylo Ren, yeah, and Scarlett Johansson, and they're this married couple, and uh, they're basically going through a divorce, and they're like actors, and he's a, he, he writes the um, the plays, and she's the actress, and it just shows how shit you are to each other, even though it shows them so in love at the beginning, and they've got yeah. a and like, I think they were in New York and they moved over to California or vice versa or whatever. And it just shows the split between them and how, just just the shit you say when you fall out of love with people or mm. it's split up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really it's funny but, though. It's like you know things are falling apart. You know it'll never be the same again. Yet you carry on. Yeah. Really weird. Have you seen the statistics for breaking up over this lockdown? Just because people have been forced to spend time together. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, hard. it's hard because relationships aren't easy. Like you, you're not, you're not, um, you're not going to agree on everything. You're just not. No matter who you're with, you just will not agree with everything the other person does or says or whatever. So I can completely understand. What do you know, think? One of the biggest problems in a, a relationship is. I, I can't remember. So. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it sounds shit, but money. For me, we've been through bad, bad times with money. Um, like the last few years, the first few years we, we were together, we had we were both working, we had plenty of money, we could afford to do what we wanted and all that sort of stuff. And then when it starts, like one of you can't work or one of blah blah blah, it's just so much like pressure mm. on that. Um, so it, I mean, it, it's it's not the the biggest problem because I think it just the lack of money or the lack of whatever unearths other problems yeah. that you wouldn't necessarily have thought of before. It's just, it's just communication, isn't it, really? Lack of effective yeah. communication with each other if you're not really... It's, it's too easy to put the person um, second sometimes mm. in front of your, in behind your own bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You just need to realise, like, right, shut the fuck up now. You, you just yeah. need to take... Like you, and you've got to let each other win sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're wrong, <laughs> you yeah. you've just got to like, right, they're in a bad mood today. They win. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time because you've got to stand your ground sometimes. But you also just give and take. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Are you glad to be in a relationship? Am I what? Glad to be in a relationship. Yes. I don't like Afi knew me when I was younger, and I was just a dick. Like, <laughs> drinking all the time, just doing what I wanted, being a knobhead. I'm very glad I had a relationship then. And it's, like, not to be um, bad on you guys, but I'd hate to be trying to find someone now at my age. And I'm I, yeah, <laughs> I'm only 31, and I, I don't know, I just, yeah, that sort of stuff scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, so. Have you been in a long-term relationship, I think? Uh, not long term, usually just short term. I'm I'm fucking shit at relationships, because like 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 I say, like um, I am really selfish. I, I've kind of um, recently come to terms with that. Um, one of my problems is like I am because I I am quite an introverted person. I am quite I do like really value my alone time a lot as well. So um, that it does come off as being really selfish, and it, I guess it is. Um, like sometimes you like like it is give and take like he says so I've never had super long-term relationships they always kind of break down really quick so is it um, something you would want 
Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm kind of seeing someone at the minute. Uh, we are talking, so hopefully we can. I, I've kind of come to terms with who I am, and maybe put her a bit more ahead of myself and stop thinking about myself so much. So, yeah. yeah. I know How about I, you? It's, it's not the best advice. Sorry, to, no, go on. Yeah, it's not the best advice. But I had a child at 21. Yeah, that will make you stop being selfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Selfish. Is the, yeah. the child that selfish then? Yeah. So sorry, David. Go on. Carry on. No. Uh, Athy was asking yeah. a question. I was asking about you, yeah. Yeah. A relationship advice from yourself. Oh, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> not for you, no. no. But, uh, oh, I, I'd, I'd get into a relationship and I'd probably be the best person in the relationship because being out of a relationship, I've observed a lot of things about myself and about other relationships. And as an outsider, you kind of see certain things and you, you don't understand the dynamic of where it's coming from because you're not in that relationship but from a from a, a perspective of somebody unlucky you think i wonder if that could be like easily uh fixed by xyz and obviously it's not as easy as that because in a relationship loads of different nuances and nothing's black and white but like for example i've seen friends and they've broken up and they tell me that they've had an argument uh, and once you start digging backwards into what what the argument was it'd be something superficial but it's about something else that happened like months ago mm. but they've not they've not seen it mm. yeah you're like, well, could this be the problem? Like, huh? <laughs> I think going yeah, back to that, I mean, but, but I'm, I'm not an expert. Yeah. Since I've been off work, like I've been off for three weeks now, um, just over Christmas and stuff, and I've actually got to spend, to spend time with my family and stuff like that, and enjoy being with them. Yeah. And um, it is hard because obviously we've got a, a nine, ten, ten month old baby and stuff. Our daughter's old enough to just sort of do what she wants now she just sort of you know she's not a problem at all she's very independent but um like i've just had a lot of time to just like enjoy being at home and it just makes me want to be at, be at home more but i mean i'm working 48 hours a week 50 or sometimes and nights so during the week i'll see them two hours a day tops not not even two hours a day maybe an hour i'll see them for an hour go to work and then before, so no, probably two hours when I get home from work and before I go to work, and then the weekend, obviously, I get to see them. But um, yeah, it's just I've, I've probably been just racking my brain about it all and thinking, like, do I really want to be doing this many hours? But I have to because we need the money, and that's why, like I say, the relationships comes down to money a lot of the times because yeah. yeah. pressure on you because you're having to pay for your kids, your house, blah blah blah. And um, you start arguing over stuff that isn't that important just because you're stressed over money. Mm-hmm. Money and stress tends to be the, the problem, mainly. But from other people's point of view, like when I look at other people's relationships sometimes um, and they break up and stuff, I don't know, it seems like maybe you're too young mentally to tackle it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like say, you don't know because you're not part of it. But sometimes when I see it, I think you're just not ready to 
he, you're still single, even though you're with someone. Mm. That's not a bad thing because you've got the room to grow. And if you're still growing as a person, that's good. But like when when I got to, got together, Lauren, we we were you know we got pregnant within six months, I think. We were at it like rabbits. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we both had to. We were forced to. You know, um, I don't know, come together more as a team. And I'm not like I'm not suggesting people go out and have babies quick because <laughs> you know, it does. It gives you a a different um, yeah slant on it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, going back to that film though, how um, how believable is it that Adam Driver could get with uh, Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? That would just kill all the realism for me watching that film. Do you, do you not think he's a handsome chap? Uh, I like his very high pants. Yeah, <laughs> it's got, and it's a uh, very broad, very broad torso. That's very it's nice. It's not typical handsome. No, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's a handsome chap, but I, I, I'm soon like becoming quite a big fan of him. Like, if I see his name or something, now I'll try and watch it. Yeah, yeah, he's a good actor. He is a good yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, but I do that with a few like actors where you know, like Jack Nicholson and stuff. I'll just watch anything. I think he's retired now, but. Anything Jack Nichols is in, I'll, I'll watch. Anything yeah. with, um, uh, what's he called, da- Daniel Day-Lewis, I'll watch anything yeah. with him in. Um, quite good as well, most of his films. Yeah, there's one or two. There's one or two stinkers, but yeah, he is. You said DiCaprio, didn't you? Yeah, DiCaprio, yeah. My favourite one's Basketball Diaries. I've not seen that, actually. Have you seen that, David? Uh, that's a really early one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. It's based, it's based on this book um, that this... Um, addict wrote and he's he's a basketball player in school and he just basically loses his way and gets into heroin and stuff like that and all mm. that. it's just a story it's brilliant really really good film wow. yeah. he's actually in it the guy who wrote the book and the little scene and he's more believable than Leonardo DiCaprio's a smack guy <laughs> <laughs> that's a big one <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's a really good film yeah but what I, else did you watch you said you watched two films. Yeah. What else did I watch? Um, oh yeah, um, I wrote it down. Nocturnal Animals. Okay, not oh, heard of that. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Is it good? If you can get over the first scene, <laughs> and you'll know what I mean when you watch it. Okay. <laughs> because uh-huh. me and Lauren tried watching it years ago, and that first scene we just went no. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um, but it's like he's wrote. It's about this couple. I won't go too far into it. If you're gonna watch it, but it's like this couple. And he's wrote this book. They've split up, and he's wrote this book, and it's about the relationship, but like um, in a different set of circumstances, and like how it ends and stuff like that. And it's really disturbing, and uh, it's the ultimate fuck you as well. So yeah. Yeah, after a relationship breaks up, it's an ultimate. Yeah. End. He's like, oh, you bastard. <laughs> so yeah, definitely watch that. That's a good. Okay. One. So I want to break up films then. Yeah, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> Talking about relationships, I mean, yeah. Like, Subtle hints. Nudge, <laughs> <laughs> nudge. But uh, other than that, I've just been watching lots of like music documentaries. I watched the Frank Zappa one. I watched uh, Waters and Gilmore one. Uh, Captain B Fart. Started watching that. Elliot Smith. Um, and there was something I want to watch with Nick Cage in it called The History of Swear Words. That's come on. <laughs> Yeah. I thought it was a film when he said it. I'm like, is he still making films? 
Yeah. <laughs> He's never going to stop making films. Oh, Carney has to pay up Alan. Exactly, yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not... <laughs> I've, uh, I've just been watching, uh, I'm still on my Jojo binge. I'm, I've almost finished season five now. Wow. Uh, and it is, it is brilliant, actually. It's, they're getting better and better these seasons. But what I love about it is it's the one where it's set in Italy. And it's supposed to be set in 2001, like South Italy, but main characters look like they're gay fashion models from like the year 2085 or something. So, but it, it, other than that, though, it is. I think the only bad thing is like, uh, you know, the stands that they have, the summons characters that they have, they do seem a bit um, derivative in the sense that it feels like they were made just to suit the band name that they're named after. Yeah. yeah. Like there's there's an aeroplane one called Aerosmith, there's one called Green Day, there's one called there's one called Oasis for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you could just tell that it's mm, whereas season four it kind of felt a bit more creative. It wasn't just based on the band name, it was kind of more creative for the story. Uh, but other than that Yeah, other than that What's that say? Sorry? The joke were infinite with it. Yeah, it, for me it is, yeah. It just feels like it's, yeah, but um, other than that, the, the story is fantastic. I think you'd love it, so I'd definitely recommend you watch more seasons of it. Yeah, someone in Lauren's family got like this book, and it's got all the stands in and uh, yeah. uh, the descriptions and the artwork. And it's yeah. a good book. I was well jealous because they got it for Christmas, I think, last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's just you love it, David. It's like really just gorgeous artwork. And artwork, yeah. It's, it's, it's so cool. It's like. Mm. What I'd like to have with the working man, you know, like <laughs> all the characters. Yeah. You could just have it like like your artwork, and then just oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, like, I could look at it all day. But <laughs> like there's a, there's a book, um, there's a Pokemon book, and it's the anatomy of Pokemon. So it's like oh, right, oh yeah. I've seen it, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. I just yeah. I just love stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Have you been watching it, David? I've been looking at. Well, it's it's kind of like um, things that have been found on like Reddit or YouTube or things like that, and then put into like um, top tens. You know, like, kind of, <laughs> I, there's some strange shit going on out there. You know? <laughs> like, I read, I read a well, a, the, there was one on Reddit, and it's about this woman. And uh, she was found pushing a dead child, a dead child, on a swing, uh, just to bring the tone down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but apparently, she had a breakdown. Took took the live child to the swing, started pushing the child, and didn't stop for three days pushing this child. Know, well. And it started to death. Well, and I'm like, that's not real. It's real. Oh. She got found, you know, like found pushing this dead child, and she just had a, had a breakdown. When when they took her to the hospital, she can't remember the two days. For her, it was like she'd gone to the park and started pushing the child. Next thing she knows, it's dead. Yeah. Jesus. Oh. Human mind is a weird thing. It's weird. <clears throat> That's frightening. For sure. Yeah. yeah for so, sure. so to looking at things like that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to be a bummer or anything. <laughs> but you're worried about what I've been watching. <laughs> There's loads of stories like that. And you're just like... Oops. <laughs> Anything else you've been watching? Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been, uh, been watching a lot of, like... Uh, my dad's been putting, like, old TV shows on at night. Like... Um, 
a touch of frost and morris and did you ever see the parody one of that no a touch of cloth a touch of cloth oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a while ago that was... it's got it's got um i can't think of her name but she's a brilliant actress she's in some of peter k's things and uh yeah oh, touch of cloth really good <laughs> That guy's a versatile actor, I've been watching it. It's just been like he's, he's such a good actor. Who's that? David Jason. Oh, David Jason, yeah, yeah. Well, so John Thorpe, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Jason, he's another one where he was that sort of person where you just watch everything in the 90s, like the, <clears throat> the Fools and Oysters and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, like, like 80s and 90s, he was like, uh, he was on. It seems like he was on everything, like yeah, yeah. voiceovers, comedies, everything. Yeah. And he fell He's gone blind, apparently. Has he? Yeah, he's going blind. Oh dear. Have you been watching any films or anything, or just that sort of stuff? Just that sort of stuff, like YouTube. And I can't concentrate to a film. Like, it was difficult <laughs> last night watching Tenor. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought the picture worst film. It's all I can think about at the moment. It's just like making things. Yeah, yeah. Like when I'm when I'm watching something, I have to do something else at the same yeah. time. So yeah, I have to same. go away. Yeah. I just I just can't stop. It's like some weird things taking over where I just I think it's do some turns, isn't it? Sometimes like I'm like that where I'll only listen to the music I've already listened to and then sometimes I have these like weeks where I'm just like, right, it has to be new music. I can't listen to the same stuff. <clears throat> um I suppose it's the same film sometimes. I don't know. I think I think for the last year since well, I went through a year where I wasn't painting at all. Yeah. I, like I was I was depressed. I was really considering what's the point, you know, mm. continuing because I don't paint. What's the point in Yeah. I can do shitloads of other things, but that's the thing I love. Yeah. Um but then I I just had my mind opened up and now I literally can't stop. Yeah. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm looking at a painting. <laughs> I can change that, but it was Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, have you been watching any more films, Afi, or is just the... No, uh, zero films for me, yeah. Well, I think we best move on to the movies of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? <clears throat> As ever. So you know, the, you know the score, two are fake, one is real. I mean, no. Not the other way around. <laughs> way around. <coughs> Two reels. One. <laughs> I'm going slightly mad. So, the first one. Yes. Return of the man that never came back. <laughs> okay. Oscar Fylde flees military service amid the breakout of civil war. Well, hang on. Oscar Fylde. Yeah. Okay, I got <laughs> In the forest where he builds a new home, he is visited by a mystical being who offers him a deal, his soul for anonymity. After years of living as a recluse, Oscar suddenly feels a deep yearning for <coughs> the town and the family he abandoned, only to be met by residents terrified for their lives by something that is neither human nor beast. That, okay. that sounds real to me, just because I don't know why, I feel like I've heard that title before. That, that's a crap name, though, isn't it? <laughs> I kind of like it <laughs> because it's kind of weird fact. and it doesn't make sense. But it, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know why. I feel like I've just heard that. Before, no, I, don't mean, but... I don't mean the film title. I mean his name. Oh, it's his name, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oscar Fylde. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to say that name sounds a bit too crap for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit too on the nose for you to like. <laughs> Unless you're just being especially <laughs> daring. <laughs> so do you think you'd watch that one? Does that sound like something? Um, I, I wouldn't watch it, but I think it sounds real. I think it's like one of them old, again, it's one of them old, like 70s kind of crap films. So. Yeah, I've been caught out with that before. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like something that should have been in <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. You ready for the next one? Yes. Attack of the 50-foot Chihuahua from Outer Space. That's the one. <laughs> Deep in space, there exists a warlike race of giant Chihuahuas. For no reason, they arrive on Earth to cause havoc and destruction. For no reason, okay. <laughs> Agent Ihan is, is in charge of the first expedition to achieve universal domination. The attack of the 50-foot Chihuahua from Outer Space chronicles the beginning of the possible end of mankind in this awesome battle between humankind and giant malevolent chihuahuas. Okay. Hmm, I'm suspicious of this one. Okay. <laughs> a little bit sus. Um, it just, it, it's just a bit too much, I think. Just a bit too much. If it was attack, if it was attack of the fifty foot chihuahua, I'd maybe go for it. But just the fact that it's from outer space, hmm, just too many modifiers. Does it sound like a touch, a touch too much? Too many modifiers. So maybe I'm, like I'm going to say. <laughs> and the last I'm reserved. One, yeah, go on. My favourite title. Yeah. Uh, the man with the smallest penis in existence and the electron <laughs> microscope technician who loved him. Oh god. They, they should have just left it at that, the man with the smallest penis in existence. I wanna watch that. Yeah. You ready? Yes. Mild mannered Chester Gaylord trudges through life with a painful sexual handicap. He goes for a magical colonoscopy where he meets a woman with a microscope who changes his life. Is that it? That's How it. can it change his life? She can only look at him. Uh, <laughs> well. Maybe she's asexual. And that's well, a perfect excuse. <laughs> yeah. Is is the porn in it? What rating is it? I can't I can't reveal that. <laughs> I'm torn now because generally the the kind of sexual deviant ones are yours generally. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if you're just trying to throw us off. Um, See. So. Very sneaky, don't you? Yeah, you, you are. Yeah. Like really? last week's last week's one was obvious, but this one I'm a bit torn. Did the chihuahuas? Did the chihuahuas have names? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, it's I want to know if they've got they've gone so far as to give them South American names. I'm just going to spice it up a bit. Yeah. Wham. <laughs> oh, God. Do you want the titles again, just to... Uh... Yeah, go on. Here's the titles. So we've got Return of the Man That Never Came Back. Mm-hmm. Attack of the 50-Foot Chihuahua from Outer Space. Yep. And the man with the smallest penis in existence and the electron microscope technician who loved him. <laughs> I'm going to go for C. Okay. It just doesn't make do you, sense. Do you know... Save somebody. Do you know what an electron microscope is, Jamie? I'm not about to reveal that information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for B then. I'm going to go for B. Right. So, do you want to know if any of you are correct? Yeah, go on. No. Oh! <laughs> Damn! Oscar Wilde was your um, character. I thought to myself, Oscar, I thought, what could his second name be? <laughs> Oh, wild for some reason. I thought, no, I can't oh use that. God. So I used filed. <laughs> that was nothing like it. And I've only just realised when I said it now. <laughs> this exactly oh, my God. Jesus. That's so, what... Oh. 
So that's it's good that you did that because that's what put me off picking that one. Oh well, coming. Oh, exactly. Well, that's yes. what made me think it was that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's a bit of a crap film. Couldn't really think of anything this morning. I'm in bed thinking. I can't think of anything. Yeah. Or my dad used to say that all the time. Return of the man that never came back. And I thought, right, I'll make that into a film. Maybe that's why I've heard it before. Because like, I'm sure you've said it. Maybe that's I why. Have. I have. Yeah. Yes. You've definitely said it. Damn. It's, I should have realised. It's <laughs> um, it's a song, but I've not listened to the song. And I found a YouTube video by someone called um, uh, something grills. It's supposed to be like Burr grills. Right. Cheese grills or something. <laughs> Sorry, my child's going mental. Yeah, I can hear. <laughs> Mo- have we got any news to finish off? Um, we could do. Should, I mean, we've gone to an hour. Should we save it for next week? Or what do you reckon? Should we do some? I want some news. Should we go for some news? Okay. <laughs> some news. Right, I, I couldn't find any news in my normal source, so I've just had a, I've just searched uh, for weird news on Reddit. So, again, yeah. I've not really read any of these yet. Um... So this first one, it says Florida man, sorry, Florida men robbed graves of veterans because they have stronger spirits, chef, uh, Sheriff says. Because, so that's what? because they have stronger spirits. <laughs> so um, deputies found a shed with, let's have a look, you're in the wish, uh, religious shrines and seven skulls. So two men are behind bars after what deputies say was a grave robbery for ritualistic purposes. So this is very Florida already. Yeah. Um, targeting veterans' burial sites because the spirit is much stronger in a hero. But why so, would the spirits be strong? Because they're, hero- because they're war heroes. No, but... Am Am I they're not the same platoon. <laughs> no, but, but why... And why would you want the spirit to be strong if you're robbing the graves? Yeah, don't know. <laughs> so the men, uh, 43-year-old Brian Montalvo Tolentino and 30-year-old Juan Burgos Lopez was arrested in Polk County after deputies said they broke into four separate graves and took body parts. So they didn't actually steal treasure, oh, they stole body parts. So oh, God. something to do with spiritual... Something, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's have a look. Uh, they said the... De- the detectives served a search warrant at Lopez's home where they found a shed with religious... So it's like a religious thing for them. Religious shrine with seven skulls. Wow. Um, lots of knives. I'm just looking at pictures of stuff and just... This is, yeah, some like, weird, very weird cultish shite from these guys. <laughs> but, um... In Florida. There's, a, there's um, a podcast called The Last Podcast on the Left and they talk about all the weird crap that goes on. And yeah. I can't think of the, the, the name of the thing, but they, like, sort of get dead animals and like sacrifice them and but they have the animals in their house all the time dead and blood all over the walls yeah um I can't it think. says it says here as well actually answering your question when asked about why a hero's grave lopez said because the spirit is much stronger in a hero than a normal person also when you have the skull of a hero the spirit is not only stronger but it can protect you from evil so you are the evil though <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah he considers the cemetery shopping centres. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, nothing is sacred anymore. Jesus. Yeah. That's bad. So, so that's uh, Florida men. Uh, our favourite kind of men. Yep. Uh, let's see. Stalin themed cafe in Moscow closes after public outcry. Stalin themed. <laughs> uh, so Stalin Donner, it says. I don't know what that means in. Um, in Russian, 
So the Stalin donor shop featured a portrait of the controversial communist leader above its front door. Inside, a man dressed in the Stalin-era security service uniform saved customers meat wraps named after Soviet leaders. We fully opened the day before yesterday and saved around 200 customers, said the shop owner. There was no legal reasons to close the shop, he added, but said that police had forced him to remove the Stalin sign and then colossal pressure from local authorities forced him to shut completely. So... And then ironically put him in a gulag. Have you seen uh, pictures of young Stalin? Apparently, he was quite sexy when he was young. Really? Young Stalin. It was. I, I heard uh, there was some podcast I was listening to the other day, and they was like, "Oh, young Stalin. He was really actually quite hot." <laughs> I'm just getting a blanket. Apparently. I'm just getting a blanket to try and shield out the sound of my smooth <laughs> 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 That's better. There I am. Yeah. Um, that's better. <laughs> I think I don't know if he's hungry or what. I really don't know. He <laughs> should be sorting it, but there you go. I, I have another parcel here actually. So um, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna what say. What are you doing? I'm, I'm just hiding. Just hiding. Yeah. Uh, woman's body discovery that sparked police search turns out to be a large potato. <laughs> 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 An English dog walker got the shock of her life Tuesday when she stumbled across what appeared to be a human foot protruding through the dirt in the countryside. However, after police deployed a large-scale search team to the potential major crime scene, they discovered it was just a potato growing next to a mushroom. So, that's nice. Whereabouts in England was that? <laughs> Let's have a look. Uh, oh, it doesn't say. It's just quite small. Oh, actually, it's on BBC News, apparently. Yeah, because uh, nothing to talk about on that. In Gates Head. <laughs> it was in Gates Head. Yes, so that was a nice one, oh, and it's good to know. This is a nice title, uh, headline: The Sperm Kings have a problem. Too much demand. So let's see what this is all about. The sperm Kings. The Sperm Kings. I like the Gypsy Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Many people want a pandemic baby, but some sperm banks are running low. So women are joining unregulated Facebook groups to find willing donors. Oh my God. Whoa. Well, how do we join these groups? Emma. <laughs> How much I can be made? Exactly, yeah. Nobody wants it. <laughs> sperm kings of America are exhausted. These men are flying all over the place. They're shipping their sperm with new vial systems and taking the latest DNA tests because that's what women want now. Sure, they can talk on the phone, but they say it has to be quick because they're driving to Dallas or Kansas or Portland in time for an ovulation window. They'd like to remind me they have day jobs. People are fed up with sperm banks. People are Kyle Gordy, who lives in Malibu, says. He invests in real estate, but spends most of his time donating his sperm. Wow. That's quite... Uh, quite... If any of them are listening to this episode, uh, and they heard what was going on downstairs, they might be put off a little bit. I'll <laughs> <laughs> have a demon child that screams. <laughs> My first child was very good. She was very quiet in this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot better this week, but that last 10 minutes or so has proved different. Yeah. Just woke up after he, uh, he woke up. Wants his, uh, he wants the spirit of some virgin now. That is right. And a steak and a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, let's have a look. So we've got the last one now. Um, New Jersey school evacuated after student brings uranium. Oh. Uh, <laughs> let's have oh, a look. Okay. From where? So. 99 cent store. <laughs> 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 oh, it's Bart, isn't it? It's Bart Simpson. 
Uh, Haddon Township High School was evacuated Friday after a student brought in an antique plate that the youth's mother said was glazed with radioactive uranium. Students and staff has left the building after officials learned around 11.15am that a student had brought into the school a potentially dangerous substance. Local police, fire and hazardous materials team arrived on the scene and immediately investigated the situation and secured the building. No one was injured. Um, why would you have a plate coated in radiation? In, in um, uranium? To make it glow in the dark? Is that what it is? There's certain processes they used to use which cause radioactivity. Like lenses, you can get lenses that are radioactive. Old ones. Okay, yeah. Aren't, so uh, aren't, aren't Brazil not supposed to be radioactive, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, very, very low. Very yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so radioactive plate to school. Right. Probably didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the weird news of the week. It's the weird news, <laughs> yes. And uh, I think it's about time I go and see if uh, the child is the, uh, if the, the pentagram on the floor. <laughs> something in Beelzebub. <laughs> it sounded like it. It did, yes. <laughs> it's been lovely talking to you, chaps. Um, yes, you I'll see if I can get a song on this week, because we didn't have one last week, did we? No. Yeah. I'll see if I can find one. Hmm. And uh, it's been lovely talking to you. Oh, and... You have recorded this, haven't you, Happy? I have, yes. Oh, that's happy. <laughs> <It's brilliant>. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you later. <laughs> Bye.